Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, met fellow adventurers. Now that I finally have more than 280s, I can go and get a quickstone. So I've gone to Blade Square in Trithic to meet Wixpin. The establishment is known as Wixpin. It's a small, clustered space that is dilapidated on the inside as it is on the out. It is not easily discernible what the primary business of this place is, but the proprietor, Wixpin, a thin, grey-haired man with a bent back, is quick to greet you. My name's Wixpin, he says, bowing with some degree of effort. Let your surface, good lady. <laughs> what did you say your name was? Yes. Very interesting name, pray. What can I assist you with? Let's just have a nice chat to get to the point. I know an adventurous soul when I lay eyes on one, says Wixpin, as a broad grin spreads across, spreads across the breadth of his face. Heard something that may interest you. Have you ever heard of a quickstone? Ask him about the quickstone. Wixpin's eyes narrow, and he leads you to a small room at the back of his curious establishment. There, he produces this wood box with an iron clasp, and opens it to reveal a small, round, red stone, no bigger than a gold coin. A quickstone, he says, grinning. Grinning. How much blood has been spilled over the years over such a seemingly trivial piece would be an astounding fact. I have no doubt. This is among the rarest treasures that one could ever hope to possess. Right, and you can get more details. You can obtain a magnificent quickstone by visiting Wixpin. You can find his shop by exploring the buildings that flank Blade Square in Twithick. These stones appear to be little more than round, smooth, red, coin-sized rocks. In reality, they are powerful magical instruments, crafted long ago by a powerful Wysillian mage known as Hunon. Hunon crafted a number of these powerful stones, imbuing them with the potent magic that would benefit the person who carried it. Quick, quick stones possess the following 
known abilities, and there's a lot more unknown. Quickstone combat. Quick combat resolution. A quickstone will allow its holder to quickly resolve most combats by rapidly competing the battle. With a single click of the mouse, the battle will be automatically completed using standard, normal melee attacks. Some special combat situations cannot be resolved in this manner, though the vast majority of combats can. Also, don't always do it. There's something... There is, there is text in the battle attacks and in the specials. You want to read that. 10% daily experience bonus. A quickstone records a tally of a character's daily experience earnings. And it can remember 90 days worth. It then bestows an experience bonus on its holder. 10% of each day's tally when requested. The, the daily experience it tallies includes general as well as skill and power specific experience. The, exp the experience bonus it bestows is in the form of general experience. So, so an all skills and power bonus becomes very very powerful with this because if you get two I get 1024 all skills and powers experience or something like that you get about 28 or so thousand experience is tallied up and then you get 2800 experience the next day in the quick stone very powerful Please note, please, as soon as you acquire a stone, you will be able to pay an experience bonus based on your last 90 days of experience. Very powerful, that too. Full heal twice per day. Twice every real world day, a quick stone can be called upon in combat to provide a full heal. So it's the get out of... <laughs> Get out of any bad situation twice button, pretty much. Auto rest. A quick stone will automatically restore stamina point and Neville reserve totals to a full when its owner enters a game section that is marked safe. So you never have to worry about accidentally depleting yourself. Improved random treasure drops. An adventurer possessing a quickstone will notice an improvement in the quality of random tre treasure drops that occur in different spots. How this strange quickstone ability functions boggles the minds of even the most illustrious of our carnists. Although maybe if he went to Huron, he'd be able to explain it. Although maybe he's forgot how he did it by now. I mean, but he's done so many things. Unknown powers. The many have claimed that the quickstones exhibit a strange array of fascinating powers from time to time. Above and beyond the, well, more than three. It's way more than three. Above the ones the ones commonly ascribed to them. The ones above. Hyoran is said to have been sorry he crafted these stones. They've been the cause of much controversy, including murder, over the many years since their creation. 
Despite his misgivings, should you have the opportunity to acquire one, you should not delay. Yes, they are more than worth the 280s, because, well, that's out, those quick heals alone, they almost triple your SP in the critical fights where you need it. And, well, and they improve treasure drops dramatically increases your way to gold gathering. The rest of them are kind of conveniences. Oh yeah, and there's quests. You have heard tell of the legendary quickstones, but you were never certain they truly existed. Yet you were nearly certain that one of them lies within arm's reach. I've others ask if I would part with this as Wixpin. I don't think I could have made a fair offer. Could we made a fair offer for it? So fine a prize, although less, no. I, I banished her. No, wait, less you. Good lady would be interested in it. You seem to be a lady of no meager means. If you don't mind me say, my saying so. Shall we transact a little business? Well, let's see about just getting this quickstone. We've been building it up for several minutes. Wickspin strokes the lid of the wooden box and eyes you carefully. I see. As he at least puts on the appearance of determining a fair price. Being that I've heard of you, Sir Coggington, he says at last, yes, your name and deeds are known to me. Play it straight with you. I'll part with the quickstone for 200 of your adventure tokens and 1,000 gold. Yes, yes, quite generous of me. I know, but it's the least I could do in a light of who you are. So, 200 adventure tokens and also 1,000 gold, but the gold doesn't matter. You probably picked it up. You may well have picked up that much gold on the way here. You're perfect. You carefully consider Wixpin's price of 200 adventure tokens and 1,000 gold for the quickstone. And what, I just wonder, what if I use the skill of diplomacy? Nope, nope, he's not, there's no diplomacy and there's no way to steal it because, well, that's just not very heroic now, is it? And I assume Huron may well have put some sort of little curse on it. So it does something really bad if you steal it. Because if I was Huron, I would do that. I would do that very much. Because that doesn't mean people aren't going to try to steal it anyway and hope they can get the curse off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume... Yeah, if you steal it, you get cursed. And I mean I mean the proper top draw curses, the you pray for death but it will never come curses. Yeah. Also alright, purchase. Oh so much spent Oh it hurts. I figured a lady of your mind and taste wouldn't miss out on a prize like this, he exclaims. As he greasily snatches up your payment. You would have certainly wooed the day you let this little pretty pretty piece slip away. Okay. 
Quickstone opens the latched wooden box and hands you the Quickstone. I have it, and it's an auto pickup, of course, because it would be it would be ridiculous if you bought it, but then you forgot to pick it up. <laughs> That'd be so silly. Anyone you better buy it again because you passed the trigger to buy it. Let's look at it. This small, smooth, round red stone is one of the legendary kickstones that created by the powerful mage Huron. Fortunately, indeed, it's the adventurer who claims ownership of such a rare and powerful artifact. Your quickstone has two heels remaining for today. They reset at midnight server time, which is about three or four behind GMT. Something like that. So I guess if you were really clever, you could arrange a battle to happen so that the Cookstone heels get refreshed in the battle. But that does that. Honestly, there's not that many fights that are that hard. Oh, and you can change the quick combat settings. The stamina point threshold, that's the, if you get below that health, you go back to manual and quick combat attack style. So you can set it to aggressive, normal or defensive. So if you're going to be plowing through a lot of, a lot of three pluses or six pluses, set it to aggressive. Or you can set it to normal, if say you're going to be fighting... Otowak. Lots and lots of Otowak. With their... With their scaling, eventually. But we put it on normal. I don't know why you would put it on defensive. I guess if you... In the... Tile-based dungeons, when you get to the... If you set, scale, put them on high difficulty... Yeah, you probably want it for that. But then you probably wouldn't even be using regular attacks you'd probably be blasting with magic it's it's there it's an option yeah, i'll just leave it be you'll be the envy of others with that he cries now if i were you i'll make every effort to keep quiet about it if you know what i mean not to be gruesome but many a throat has been cut over these little stones you won't certainly do, you certainly won't do yourself any favours by flashing it about. Though I know you've got far more sense than that. You thank Rixpin, who thanks you in return, before making your way out of the small cluttered establishment. To check on your daily experience bonus amount and receive it, please visit a small windowless building with a blue door, located in either Trithic, Talonus or Hawklaw, and coming and pretty recently the battlegrounds. Alright, let's just get back to the gates of Strithic. Alright, let's go see what our quickstone bonus is. A lot of things to scroll by here. Not much of it of use. Alright, it's wipe at the bottom. I guess that's the best place to put it. So you just go boop. There it is. 
Congratulations, Sir Crokington, possessing one of the rarest artefacts in all of Arcanum. Crickstone Daily Experience Bonus. Alright, so I so this character started on the 2nd of September. Got 9 experience then. Getting some experience on most of the days. On the 25th, she got 96,000 experience. Getting a 9,000 bonus. 9,600 bonus. Some other big bonuses. Let's see. Might have been the Christmas one at some point. Around 28th or so. Not much experience. Awards were in other things. Alright, the fifth. That must be the end of... That must be the the end of the Wing of Illusion. 36,000 there. Something else on the eighth. Alright, oh, this is... No, this is... No, this is this is still September. Alright, okay. Oh yeah, okay, no, wait. December the third here. Yep. Yeah. Fifty-nine thousand, that must be the Christmas. And then the forty-eight thousand will be the finishing the wing of illusion. Anyway, yeah, lots of it there, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I got fifty-eight thousand four hundred and seven experience. Meaning, in, in the game so far, I've earned 583,918 experience. And, I'm no, and I've only really just begun. I'd say maybe quarter of the way through. Maybe, maybe closer to a fifth. Yeah, around about, about, yeah, about, about a quarter. Judging by just how long it took to, to, to get Zoop through. Anyway, let's take this XP or just... Add to the pile. Well, I'll have plenty of experience to max out various things. Okay, now that, that's enough messing about. Let's go back to Sevenhorn. See if we've got any more things to do here. The Wing of Blackstones. The unexpected appearance of a familiar face in the village of Sevenhorn drawn you into a perilous but necessary undertaking. Start the adventure. Stepping out of the front door of Seventhorn's only tavern, with the voice of Red Gold still ringing in your ears, you're presently surprised by the sudden appearance of Wolf. The wide-haired woodsman immediately steps forward and meets you on the shoulder cross. If nothing else is with me, then luck certainly is! He laughs, though you sense there was something bothering him. I've something, something I was going to bring to the attention of villagers. Well, well you look at it, Sir Crokington. You ask Quith what he's talking about, but he shakes his head in response. Let's not breathe a word of, about it here, he says, motioning for you to follow him. I'll take you there, Sir Crokington. It's not far from here. And that's what has me worried the worst. Come on, then. The time's white for a little haste. Somewhat annoyed that he refuses to disclose what is he is talking about, but with your interest all adequately piqued, you dutifully agree to go with him. You follow Quith out of Seventhorn, 
along a well-worn path that leads north into an area of rocky hills. The path disappears to the far side of the hills and the two of you plunge into a thick, rolling wood, for which you trek for only a few minutes to come to your halt on the back of a low hill. Down there, whistles Quith, pointing towards the eastern foot of the hills. Stepping out from behind the low brow that's obscuring your view, you peer in the direction that Quith has indicated. You are horrified by what you see. Not far beyond the base of the small wires upon which you stand sit eleven black robed men, seated around the perimeter of a wide wing of large black stones. You immediately recognise these men to be garbed in a ceremonial attire of Kurund. Just what it is that this wicked order is up to in this remote location remains a mystery. For you know well enough that no good ever arises from their presence. I thought exactly, whispers Quith, who has apparently noted the look of disdain on your face. Woo. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, well, he's a woodsman. I guess he's, guess he's good at reading animal faces. The current like places like this, you know. Quiet haunts where they can go about their evil undisturbed. Run into across more than I care to remember over the last few years. As you continue to watch the ritual unfold, you realise the Quinn seem to be attempting to summon someone or something. Well, obviously, I've got to interrupt it. I mean, I could leave, but who knows what crazy thing they'll be summoning? Probably some sort of demon, or maybe Joroth himself. In which case, uh, yeah, that, that's the end of the world. So, better stop them. Realising the current may be nearing the end of their ritual, you caution Quirth out of sight as you hurriedly attempt to come up with a way to interrupt their illusion. Lots of options here. Let's go. Hello, Kurund! You're being evil, and I don't like that! We should fight to the death. Your death, not mine, just yours. You might think it'd be my death, but it'd be yours. Unless you think you can prove me wrong and make it my death. Because there's going to be death. Or I could just use shadow magic, whatever that is. So Crocoton has no idea what shadow magic is. There's illusion, telekinesis, elementalism, or archery. Eh, I'll give illusion a go. Succeeded. 16 XP to illusion. The expertly crafted illusion of a forest troll moving through the trees to the south. Quickly gains the attention of every last Kurund. As the black robed leader of the Kurund suddenly turns and spots you. Spots you. Some of the followers begin to panic. He, he, he barks a series of stern orders at them. Desperately attempting to allay their mounting fear. You actually as unnerved the Quand. Five of the eleven black-robed men flee, turn and flee into the woods. Leave behind their leader and their five braver brothers. Well, hmm. I don't know if I should let them run away. Because eventually... 
they're going to regain their courage and think, yeah, you're all right, what should we do today? I don't know. The same thing we do every day. Be evil for no reason! <laughs> you quickly assume a, com a combat-ready stance as a six current advance upon you. As the foes draw through the melee range, the two foremost current produce long, curved knives and leap at you. It's two black-robed current. I could subdue them, but... It's these guys. I really don't like showing any mercy to these guys. Now, admittedly, if we're closer to a major settlement, I might think about have just having them arrested. But we're so far from any decent jails that it's pretty likely they'll escape before I get them or a troop of or a troop of border rangers or whatever turn up you know can watch them all the time. Uh, yes, I think it's it's gotta be death. Also, I'm going going for death because Zoop showed mercy that didn't turn out very well. So it's all about the death. Death, death, death Death you step back from the bodies of your slain foes and immediately draw yourself into a defensive stance. Three of the remaining Quran charge forward and hurl themselves at you, stabbing out wildly with their long, curved knives. But to having to stab down, because the Crokington is small, they're really putting themselves off balance. They should try a longer weapon. But that's all they have, because it's their theme. Black-robed Corund, die! They strike at you with their long, curved blades, and they are slain! Go to your dark god and suffer for eternity, maybe? I don't know. I don't know where you go, but... Or maybe go to the normal god, and he can go, oh, tut, tut, tut. Oh, you've gone on so you've gone on with Joelf. Oh, I really don't like that. So what I'm gonna now you could be you could be you know, if you hadn't gone on so with him, I'd invite you to my endless buffet. But no I'm gonna put you in the womb next to the buffet where every and you won't and you'll just you'll smell the buffet and hear all the other people having fun, but you won't be allowed in for one thousand years! Or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> As I say, I'm not an expert of Nontaishian theology. Or, or Swithakian theology, or, or whatever. Because I they kind of had to put it vague. Yes, anyway, wherever you're going, it's not nice. Or maybe you just... Stop existing for a change. Hmm? Alright, is the leader of the men? Without a word. The leader of the Quran steps forward and extends his left arm. Hmm. You should probably put that energy into running away. It wouldn't help, of course, but... It might keep you alive for two or three seconds longer. With his fingers stretched wide, he moves his hand about in a dizzying pattern. 
and she was suddenly gripped by a violent wave of nausea, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from spirit, 20 from body. Pick now! 92. You managed to stave off the damaging effects of the dark magic wielded by your enemy. Well, there you go. That was your one chance. You blew it. You're dead now. The blacked world leader of the corn scowls as he moves on on you, adeptly brandishing his long curved knife. We, the disciples of Jeweth, fear nothing for those for nothing of meddlesome wats, he sneers. The punishment for all those on the wrong path will come soon enough! Um, yeah, have you, you seen the corpses of your followers? I mean, this is a meddlesome rat you really should fear. But, you, you know, you're, you're, you got, you got religion, a bad, you got explicitly evil religion. With that, your enemy lunges at you, lashing out with this deadly blade. It's a black-robed Quran leader. We don't know his name, and quite frankly, we don't care to. And nope, if I didn't show mercy to your underlings, you're definitely not getting any mercy. Because you probably have some tricksy escapey spells. But you know what? You can't escape or you're dead unless you're a necromancer. But it doesn't look like you're a necromancer. And if you're a necromancer, I just kill you again. And if you come back, I kill you again. And if you come back after that, I kill you again. And then just keep doing it until you get the fucking idea into your thick head and stay dead. <laughs> he strikes out with his long curved blade. Brutal stroke at you, 11 damage. Well, I stab. 14 XP. The leader of the corn lies dead at your feet. You step back from his corpse and exhale sharply. A quick search of his body reveals nothing of any value. In the wake of his victory, you promptly turn your attention to the wing of black stones, in an effort to discover what the Kurund were attempting to do here. As you make an examination of the ring of black stones, Quith moves off and searches the immediate area, returning only a small, short while later with a large cloth sack. You have this hidden over there, he says pointing to a trio of large rocks protruding from the forest floor. The sack's got blood on it. I dare say I wouldn't want to be in the shoes of whoever they took it from. The shack contains a small quantity of gold and a thin leather pouch. Tucked into the pouch, much to your surprise, are four adventurer tokens! Yeah! Adventurer tokens! Pulling them back up again. Got to get 125 of them before I can buy myself a residence. A grand residence. And 31 gold tokens. Yeah, got those two. Don't really matter. You're about to suggest to Quirth that two of you return to Sevenhorn when the air is subtly filled with the pungent aroma of smoke. Quith, wide eyes, motions in the direction of the ring of stones. And as you turn your eyes are immediately drawn to the wide column of black smoke rising from the centre of the wing. Hmm. Mustn't have killed them quick enough. 
apparently they managed to finish off whatever summoning they were doing and they're just waiting for it to charge or something. Unless... Maybe by killing them, they became a sacrifice, which also finished the summon. Yeah, something like that. Your pulse quickens as a hideous black-winged creature, escaping jaws, exposing a line of razor-sharp fangs, emerges from the clumb of spoke and stalks towards you. The man-sized beast snarls viciously as long, grey claws slowly extend from the tips of his thick fingers. You've no doubt the demon you now face is the result of Cohen summoning. You only hope that it proves to be the lone result. You tell Quith to keep behind you as she prepares to face the creature. Without warning, the demon spreads its wings and flies at you, its large clawed hands outstretched as it shrieks through the air. It's a black-winged demon, just a regular demon. Uh, I guess they want someone that to do bad things. Probably just go to Seventh Horn and just kill everyone. Something like that. That seems like the kind of thing one would do. Because they're just like that. They're dicks, basically. Sweeks as it savagely claws at you. Brutal stroke for 10 damage. And it is slain. Go back to wherever you came from. Or, or die. I, I don't know. Everyone's fine, really. A ghastly wail rises in the air as a demon's body is rapidly consumed by dark flames. A matter of moments. Only a small pile of ash remains where the otherworldly terror last stood. The smoke billowing up from the within the wing of black stone, stones thins out and slowly dissipates. The evil magic that was being worked here by the Kurund is no more. So you died for nothing. Ha! Unless their sacrifice is going to some other scheme as well. Quiff seems quite horrified by an entire sequence of events. Suggests that a swift return to Sevenhorn is in, or, or in order. There's no beast in the wild, if Whitebeast says. But whatever that was, something I don't wish to see again. To take a few minutes to scatter the black stones, the two of you set, set out for Sevenhorn. Upon returning to Sevenhorn, you offer to buy a Quiff and Ale. In, in Red Galt's tavern. But. But the wide haired woodsman politely declines. I'm not one for such places, he says, his eyes wandering from you to the front door of the inn and tavern. Got a hide flask full of the jitters that I keep about for the coarse, coldest of nights. Go on then, get yourself through our out. You interrupt Quith and insist that he accompany you to the tavern. Your steadfast refusal to acknowledge anything other than acceptance of your offer seems to surprise the woodsman. And find that he laughs. Then you promise you'll make old Red be kind? He smirks. Smirking to yourself, you nod in response, and then step up to the front door of the tavern and open it, waving Quith. Quith in ahead of you. All right. But 
Only for you, Sir Crokington, he says, as he steps over the threshold. How's the brew in this place, anyway? 128 experience to general, and that is the end of this quest. Alright. Hmm, it's a toughie. Well, I'm going to save. Now let's see if we can do the next one. Rise of the Frost Demon. Once again, the arrival of Quiff the Woodsman in the village of Sevenhorn heralds the onset of the adventure. Oh, dire peril, depending on how you look at it. Well, they're practically cinnamons! <laughs> Start the adventure. Buck. Basking in the warm glow animating from the roaring blaze in Wedgolt's fireplace, your eyes are just starting to droop when you're startled by a sudden commotion. The tavern door bursts open and three men enter, each of them helping a wounded man in out of the blinding cold. You leap to your feet and quickly move to assist the men, but as you draw near to them, you spot Quiff standing in the doorway. The wide-haired woodsman motions for you to follow him outside. As Wed moves, Wed moves out from the back room and rushes over to help the new arrivals, barking loudly about things of very little consequence, given the circumstances, you step out into the frigid, frigid midday air, just behind Quith. Dorf Rotten is no more, says Quith, in a harsh whisper just outside the tavern. Softly spoken words, chilling him to the bone. A great beast of frost and ice, and demon by all accounts, has destroyed it. At dawn, this morning, slaughtered and smashed Sir Crokington, leaving nothing standing. And now it makes its way south towards Anorak, just north of... Here! With your thoughts still swimming from the shocking announcement, you ask Quith to repeat what he has said, and to explain how he came to learn of the terrible events. These men in the tavern are the survivors of the attack, he said. There are many... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Most fled east into the forest. These six made it to Anuak, then came south with me. I fear they slowed my arrival. But I would not dare leave them again in the path of the beast. Quiff tells you that he learned of the destruction of Dorthotten from the same six men now slowly thawing and nursing their wounds in Red's Tavern. While he was on his way north from Anuak to the village, the deeper the wood on a well-travelled forest track.
Their eyes were wide with fear, their thoughts scattered. I believe they were describing to me a mountain giant attacking their village, but the description of the beast and its wise as of a swirling wind of ice turned my blood colder than this mountain air. My thoughts immediately turned to the Kowand. Hmm. Did they somehow use this? Did I just did I destroy just a small part of a much grander scheme? Like these gates, these these demons were actually the wardens of a far bigger gate that was sealing off this one, and that by fighting the demon, I was actually breaking the. Helping to break the seal on this bigger, badder demon? Maybe. Maybe. Corand was spotted in the forest over the last few weeks as Corand, the scowl on his face plainly showing his disdain for the wicked order. These six men say that Dorthot was astir with sightings of them, scurrying about at dusk, under the trees, just at the edge of sight found several of their stone circles around Dolphrotten in the past couple of months myself. But I never anticipated this. Could I have? No doubt, though, mind you. This abomination sprung out of some dark conjuration of these robed snakes. There's simply no other explanation to suit it. Yeah, yeah, that. That, yeah, they summoned other demons to break the seal on the big demon. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, by demonology standards, which are silly. <laughs> Quiff tells you the demon, and as the survivors of Dorthrotten were thirded, killed two dozen men before destroying the village. There was not foolhardy enough to engage it, try to flee, he says, his tone grave. Some of them made it off into the woods wetly enough, others, well. Quite a few did not. Quoth is silent for a moment, and seems to hold off, hold back a tide of emotion. At length, he begins to speak again. With your mind already made up, you interrupt the woodsman, and ask if he has a description of the beast he refers to as a demon. The folk of Dorthrotten are sensible, hardened folk, he says. The sight... Troll or an ogre, even a worming giant, is not something that will shake them. This was a beast of ice, sir, Sir Crokington. As tall as five men, covered in daggers of ice, and borne out of icy wind of dark sorcery. This is a creature from beyond our world. Through what purpose it is, other than terror and destruction, who is to say? A sinking fiend in a pit of your stomach tells you. Local's assessment of the creature as a demon is quite likely correct. They were entirely certain it is at all connected with the Kawand. How can I even suggest that you go up against whatever it is, he says at last. You'd only tell me, and we can raise the alarm here and take flight south. This village will know soon enough. The six men I've, I've led... I've led to Wed's Tavern and make certain of it. Maybe for the best. By all accounts, this thing 
No. No. It's, it's, it's not destroying any more villages. These people have little enough as it is. For a second time, you interrupt the woodsman. Realising there is no time to be lost, you tell Quith you are prepared to head out at once for Anwick. To do what you can to prevent what happened in Dolthwatton. Going out square. Quith nods. Then we'll be off, he says. For the trek here has the precious time enough already. With haste now. With that, the two of you set out from the village, moving swiftly along, along a broad forest track that leads north to Anwak, Stevenhorn's closest neighbouring village. The ground passes swiftly beneath your feet. You pray that you will arrive in time. The hour that it takes to transverse the relatively short distance between Sevenhorn and Dolthotton is made to seem interminably longer by the nagging fear you may well arrive too late. As the thick pine forest through which you're travelling gradually thins and the outskirts of Anakin come into view, you breathe a sigh of relief. The village still stands, with no sign of the towering demon that is said to have raised or throttled. They've barricaded the way in, says Quith, as you skirt around the village to the west. You look to where he's pointing, a spot a tall and broad pile of logs and stone lying across the road leading out of Alwick to the north. I only hope they've heeded me and evacuated this place. Though that wretched pile tells me otherwise. A useless and wasteful measure. You could just... You could just step over it! You could just step over it! Your only hope is that it's so... It's so... It's so obsessed with destruction... It takes a minute or two to smash that first. But then it's just going to smash everything else. Chris fears are confirmed when you spot a group of men standing not far to the east of the barricade. They are armed with a sword of weaponry, though they appear largely unfit for any sort of combat. Let's see if anyone in that bunch will speak to any of this, says Quith, frowning. Look, you're... You're not professional soldiers, let alone heroes. This isn't, this is way above your level. It would be a black. It would be an 18 plus to roll against you. And you don't have magic or anything. The two of you make your way into Anwick and are met at the makeshift barricade by a surprisingly sizable group of men who've stayed to defend the village. One of them, a grey-bearded man who clutches a notched axe, axe, tells you the women and children have already been moved to an encampment to the east. Hopefully out of the path of the approaching beast. Okay, okay, at least you're not totally stupid. For what you can ascertain just by looking at them, the defenders seem uncertain at the best than continually casting a fearful eye to the north. Quith introduces you by name and tells them you are here to see that the fate of Antwerp does not become that of Dorthotton. The very mention of your name seems to improve the morale of those gathered here and you're promptly showered with warm greetings. So Crokington is it? Says a wide-eyed young man who steps to the fore of the cloud and, and bows before you. 
We are up, my lady, with all her tale of your bravery. But ever I think I'd be standing within arms, which of you? Indeed, you are welcome here. The young man introduces himself as Twisted, and tells you he's leading the defence of the village. And do you think the lot of you has any hope against the beast that trod or fought underfoot? Asked Quith abruptly, his words sending a murmur from the gathered defenders and drawing the angry glare twisted. You would be wisest to go with your women and your children to see they do not become goblin sport in the forest. We are quite capable of seeing after our own affairs, woodsman, sneers Twist. If your concern is so great, then perhaps you'd hurry after them yourself. We did not send them often to face the world as unknown. Some of our ablest went with them. I simply meant to say that, Chris attempt to qualify his statement is cut short by Twisted. Then simply say no more, he snaps, turning away from Quiff to face you. We would welcome your counsel, Sir Quokington. Uh, my counsel is one. Just one. One fast. One long. And then cut, come back a couple of hours later. And I'll probably have dealt with it. Okay? But just in case... Goes back off to the side a bit. And maybe so you uh, go to the biggest proper military base. Yeah, get, get, ask them to send a, a few hundred men. That'll probably do it. Probably some sort of catapult, some ballistas. Probably some mages as well. You know, a, a full-on proper army. Because bearing some sort of one-man army turned up. Oh, wait, here's one. It's probably going to take that to bring it down. Realising that, that to wait and possibly engage such a foe as a demon here in the village is to invite the same disaster that befell Dorthwatton. You tell the village's defenders and Quith to remove at once to intercept the beast in the wild before it reaches Quoth. Reaches, reaches at Angwak. Quith nods, acknowledging the wisdom of your words. Twisted nods at well, and promptly announces he will accompany you. This spell should not be faced by one alone. He says, looking at you, as if seeking your approval. I would be honoured to share this task with you, Sir Croakington. Uh, um, look, I think you're more concerned with glory than actually, you know, defending people. Although, yeah, if you can get both, that's fine. Also, I mean, I'd like to be able to see your stats. Also, I think you probably have mothers and things. A mother, father, family. They'd be really bummed out if you die for no reason. No, no, I'm, you know, stay behind. This is above your pay grade, and I won't be able to fight properly if I'm having to constantly defend you. Politely insists that Twist stay behind. Twist steadfastly refused. Refuses to stay behind, insisting he will be of more use, hoping to prevent the de- 
helping you to prevent the demon from reaching the village. Uh, 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 dig a ditch. Yeah, di or lay, lay some trip wires. Yeah, that. Do that. Lay a, lay a, lay a trip wire on the northern entrance. Nice big trip wire. Then it'll fall over and, well, maybe you'll be able to do something then. You know, sneak up on the back of its head and just shank it. Rather die out here in the cat wilderness than leave the task to you remain here. Like a coward, he says, his resolute tone ain't laced with answer. You would certainly accept no such position yourself, Sir Crokington. It's a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. No, 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 you're, you're, you're way too angry to think straight right now. Don't come. Look, admittedly, now, I could just, you know, not leave for a fight. And if you're anything better than a free plus, I'll let you come. But that option's not available. Refuse to allow him to come along. Mrs. Scowled, obviously angered by the decision. The young man does not wish to argue the point further. Instead, he tells you, and those around you, that he will remain in Anwak and oversee the defence of the village. You tell him that this decision is a wise one, but before you finish your remark, he turns, turns his back to you and strolls away. He seems a bit put off by an author's quiff. No matter, though, you've made the right decision. Can't see where it'd be anything but a hindrance out there, out here. Bidding farewell to Quith and the small gathering of defenders, you promptly turn and make your way out of the village. As you pass by the main well on the northern end of Anyok, you are beginning to wonder just what lies in store for you out here in the vast frozen wild. You move to the north, out of Anyok, prepared to intercept the demon. Before it reaches the village. For a moment, you wonder if not allowing Twisted to come along is a mistake. But you quickly push the thought aside, reminding yourself that his youth and inexperience would only serve to place him, and possibly you, in even greater peril. The forest directly north of the village quickly, abruptly thins out, and you find yourself standing at the southern edge of a poor clearing. You're taking only a few steps across the opening the sound of many feet moving across the snow-covered ground suddenly reaches your ears. A band of no less than two dozen mountain goblins move out of the trees to the north and turn to the west, passing by within twenty yards of you. With no desire to appear aggressive in the face of such a large, sizable number of goblins, you may relaxed but guarded stance, much to your relief. The goblins do not appear to be the least bit interested in you. Several of the creatures glance in your direction as they swiftly pass by, but give you no indication they intend to attack. You sense, however, the goblins are fearful of something. The last goblin, an old, hobbled, one-eyed creature. His frame bent, frame bent for many years of hardship is endured in the wilds, turns and barks something at you in the sharp tongue of his savage kin. Well, you can't discern the meaning of these words. You're nearly certain it's just in part, what he's just imparted to you is a warning. Suddenly, the ground quivers. 
in the distance, perhaps 200 yards from the line of trees before you, the tip of the tallest evergreens bend in sway, dumping their playloads of ice and snow, and whatever is now pressing on, pressing through their ranks. The ground quivers, and quivers again. A loud groan rises in the air. You rush several yards to the north, past a dense line of evergreens, and from the back of a broad flat stone jutting out of the snow, you get your first eyeful of the nightmarish creature stomping through the forest in your direction. It's without a doubt that sent what sent the two dozen mountain goblins scurrying from the hills, the very demon of ice that only hours ago wrought his destruction upon the village of Dolthwatton. So horrific is the beast now approaching you that it almost defies description. But of course, the GM is up for the task. Taller and wider than four men, with a sheet of da dagger-like shards of ice covering its head and torso. The frost demon is every bit as terrifying as you could possibly imagine. Long, black claws extend from his frigid blue fingers. Snow and ice caked around its gaping, fang-filled maw stained deep maroon with blood. The forest demon tilts its head skyward and emits a fearsome, echoing bellow that sends your heart racing. With the elements of its deafening bellow dust wassling through the tips of the ice-laden trees, the towering frost demon stomps forward, swiftly bearing down upon you. So I can use illusion archery, telekinesis, elementalism, or go, just get straight to the fight. I'll use telekinesis. It's succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You summon your power of telekinesis and manage to levitate a large rock off the ground, projecting the force demon. The rock smashes the creature's icy torso, but does little to slow its approach. The fearsome demon does not break stride as it continues towards you. You come to the grim realisation that your only hope is to engage the s and somehow defeat the horrid creature of ice. As you prepare to attack the towering frost the towering frost demon, the massive creature effortlessly picks up a large rock and hurls it at you, picking a number. Bonus of seventeen from agility. Gotta get fifty or more, or I get crushed. Eighty eight success. Spring! You narrowly dodge the hurled stone. The massive rock lands with a thud only a few feet to your right. Where I was, I guess. With your heart pounding, you rush forward and engage the massive frost demon, eager to see that this, this towering terror never reaches Anwak. Or beyond. The hideous creature's savage bellow tears through the frigid air as you launch your attack. Here it is. The Frost Demon. Begin combat. Hint, don't be afraid to flee if necessary. Well, we'll see if it is necessary. Yeah, right. Here we are. I'll just fight it aggressively. Ooh. The massive Frost Demon roars as it swipes you with its massive icy fist. Smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 25 damage. 
Alright, I keep stabbing. Alright, got another devastating blow. 16 damage. Stabity, 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 stab. Alright, let's keep. Can I? Ready, send. Whatever I use. Elemental Fury for 28 damage. Elemental Fury! 39 damage. Elemental Fury. Elemental Fury. Elemental Fury. Elemental Fury. Ooh, ooh, it did a devastating blow for 36. 36 damage. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm down to... I'm down to 54 health. I'm going to 1. Let's do this massive icy fist. You turn and flee from the frost demon, but have taken no more than ten steps when a strange and powerful sensation washes over you. It's wake. You are left feeling refreshed and hale, and are stunned to discover all your wounds have been healed. Well, that's convenient. With each of its enormous strides equaling many of your own, a towering beast of ice quickly overtakes you, forcing you to abandon, abandon your flight and once again engage it. The Frost Demon appears to be heavily wounded. Yep, so this is one of those fights that can take play, take part over multiple combats to whittle it down. And you can see how hurt it is before you fight it. As you prepare to attack the towering Frost Demon, the fearsome creature swipes into its massive fist device. Pick a bonus, pick a number, bonus of Fit 17 from agility, got a 50 or more. Or I presumably get punched into neck into two weeks after next Tuesday. Pick now. 116 success. You narrowly well, not narrowly. You narrowly dodge the demon's massive fist of ice as it slams into the snowy ground, dust to your left. With your heart pounding. You rush forward and engage the massive frost demon. Eager to see that this towering terror never reached Anwak or beyond, the hideous creature's savage bellow reaches through the frigid air as you launch the attack. Alright, I think I can take it down now. Frost demon. Yeah, even though it looks like it's fully healed, it's just the full bar means a lot smaller number. Swipes through this massive icy fist, devastating blow, 25 damage. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, a couple of devastating blows in a row for 29 and 31 damage. But I will take you down. Oh, it's nearly done and it is slain. For 1,033 combat experience. Woo-wee. Yep, so in this one, and the experience you get is only to the skills you lost in the last battle. So you can kind of, if you want to say, level up a particular skill and power, just... Use that one to finish off the last chunk of health. And you can you get a thousand experience to it. Or, you know, you could just use the general experience instead. 
You step back from the corpse of the frost demon as it begins to rapidly melt, becoming a thick cloud of steam that rises swiftly into the air. In a matter of no moments, not a single trace of the massive creature remains. You're about to turn and move away from the scene of gruesome battle, when you spot a small, glittering object lying on the snow in the very place where the demon fell. A close examination of the item reveals it to be a glittering shard of ice. Through frigid to the touch, the ice shard does not melt when it comes into contact with the wall of your hand, like, like, like in the ice cave. Decide to take this strange item with you. It's a glittering ice shard. It'll probably come in handy. You found this glittering ice shard of ice on the ground to defeating a towering frost demon. Well, if I ever find anything anywhere I can put it, I'm sure I will. The, su the sudden sound of footfalls from behind, followed by a wash of air, warns you of an impending attack. You instinctively attempt to twist away from the impending blow. Picking a number. Bonus of 40. 17 from agility, 6 from luck, and 17 from unarmed combat. Pick now! 92. You nimbly dodge the blow from behind and spin to face your attacker. You are completely taken aback to find yourself standing into the murderous eyes of Trusted. The young man, brandishing a short sword, immediately lunges at you, slashing out with his sharpened blade. No time to determine the reasoning behind your behind the unprovoked attack. You quickly move to defend yourself. This is a fateful decision about how I fight. Twisted. Well, well, well. I didn't like him before, and I sure as hell don't like him now. But uh, he's not kawand bad. He's just. Really, really stupid. He's just, I mean, really, I mean, unbelievably stupid. You just saw me take down a 30-foot demon that weighs 100 tons. I don't know how heavy it is. A 30-foot demon that can destroy an entire, entire village in two, in two in two rounds, in two combats, and he thinks he can take me on. I mean, you should be able to see. I'm not that badly wounded. I guess you're just you. You're crazy. You, you're crazy. All right, but look, I'm gonna subdue you, just so you can explain what the bloody hell you're thinking. Okay. Subdue. He slashes you with his short sword. Yeah, and it is, as is suspected, he is a lot weaker than a lot weaker than that gigantic demon, which is no surprise to anyone. Which is, I think, something Swift can does that a lot of games don't do. These online games, online games. Everything kind of scales to you, even if it makes no sense. Everything's, everything in one region is around the same power level. 
well, okay, but there's, okay, there's tiers, but there's normal foe tier, named foe tier, tough tier, and so on, doubling in power until you get to the raid boss tier. With gazillion, with about 60 times more health than you, or something like that. If not more. Alright, slashes with his short sword, and is subdued. 6 XP. A lot less than a big giant frost demon. Trist cowers on the snowy ground before you. Severely battered, but still very much alive. Placing your foot on his chest, you do man to know why he attacked you and amidst painful gasps he stammers his supply it tells you that he wished to take credit for defeating the frost demon and thus make his name as an adventurer of merit disgusted but thankful to at least have his reasoning you instruct him to you allow you allow him to regain his feet and then instruct him to leave and never return to the area now look look if you venture, you've got to work your way up. Okay. There's there's this group of goblins fairly nearby. If you can't take them on, just to stick with the militia, okay? Well, not this militia. They'll never trust you again. But maybe somewhere else. Twisted mutters a quick apology. No, no, look, look, sorry doesn't cut it when it's attempted murder, okay? I, th I, think, I, think that's, I think that's a standard most people can, people can accept. Especially not a quick apology. I expect at least a really long apology with, you know, groveling and poetry and oh, something, something, okay? I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I mean, a lot of people do try to kill Sir Crokington. So he's not really that fussed about it. But he's probably more angry about him trying... being dishonest. He's trying he's trying to take credit for slaying a monster he didn't slay. And that's just... That's just against the code. It's Wakamakakora. And he's the worst. <laughs> Twisted musters a quick apology and thanks you for sparing his life before turning and moving off swiftly to the north towards the distant and raised village of Dorthrotten. I wonder if perhaps those who remain in the wound, vi wound village will learn the truth of what happened here and to what end. The unscrupulous young man will one day come. Well... I hope he got oh, uh, well, I hope he hope that's been enough to set him straight. Because otherwise, he 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 he, pro he probably won't be the only one that gets killed. When Twist is no longer in sight, you turn and head back to the south. Scarcely able to believe all that just occurred. Your return to Anwek is met with a hero's welcome, Quith. And a small number of the local militia. Among the first to greet you. Within a few minutes word of your victory. Over the frost beast. Has spread throughout the village. Uh, shouldn't you have been running? 
we we have this whole we have this whole thing about this is not a safe place to be. And if it got past me, it would it would knock you out in three rounds, all of you. The locals are shocked and saddened when they learn of Twisted's betrayal and his resulting flight. They tell you should he ever return, he will be subject to harsh justice for his actions. He should probably, you know, spread it around to other villages so he can't do that thing again. Can't say a sense him to be that source as quith as puddles the West. These are dark times for sure. I suppose one can't hope to trust everyone. Quith commends you on your victory over the Frost Demon. Tells you he's never met anyone more willing to face peril or more capable of dealing with it than you. That they are associated. <laughs> Even when my axe arm was good, only a few times I was called upon to wield it, he says. I'm an explorer like yourself, Sir Crokington, but neither the head nor the heart of a warrior. That's what set us apart. And that's why your deeds will be remembered in song and tale, long after you and I have gone off to the halls of the Arthur. I'll make sure my song includes you. Well, a few of my songs include you. Probably about three. Three of my songs will include you. After hoping, hoping to see that those who fled Henrik under the threat of the demon's attack have safely returned... You and Quiff, Quiff quickly prepare to set off for Sevenhorn. We best, best get back and told old Wed to stop packing up his carts, most Quiff. Can't imagine the spin the old lag was thrown into when he heard an ice demon coming to pay him a visit. Yeah, ice demons. Terrible customers, real before a bar. They never pay. They never pay, they insult all the staff, and then they smack everything. Without delay, the two of you set out for Sevenhorn, leaving in your wake the very grateful citizens of Anwick. On the outskirts of Sevenhorn, just as the worn, stony path starts up the gentle slope, leading up to the centre of the village, Quiff turns off to the west and bids you farewell. I'm just going to have going to have a poke about the hills he says but I promise not to look for any more trouble in a while take care of yourself Sir Quirkington I give my best regards to old Red I say you'll have to hurry and catch him before he and his cart her horse cut her halfway to Talonus you wish the woodsman luck before turning and making your way up up the path and into the village and that is the end of this adventure with another 1,024 experience to general. And that is, a, that, is, that is enough for now. What shall we do next? Hmm. Oh, no, no, no real desire for more 80s. I mean, I'll take them. Let's see. Hmm. No, no, no! I don't want to do a do a saga because I've only got got one quest before the five hundredth episode. Spectacular! Oh, yeah. Well, I'll start start working with Thane Pond. I think that's what I'll do next. Thane Pond, 
poaching in Northscarp. Okay, and until then, farewell, fellow adventurous. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.